I think that makes it even a little bit more impressive of how how much he can score and and, and just that offensive sense that he has. So so yeah, to put it to put it briefly, he's kicking butt. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have any shorties yet this year if he's spending that much time on the PK as well? No, the funny thing is, is that he can't score on a breakaway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 14 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey guys. And Matt Cavender. Shalom. (laughs) This week as we prepare for Bemidji State, we reached out to Jared Rabato from the Bemidji Pioneer. Thanks for joining us, Jared. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, so this week we'll talk about Michigan Tech finally getting on the uh, winning side of the tally against Augustana, um, how Bemidji season's been going from what Jared can tell us and talk more about the state of the CCHA. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, that's about it. It's season time. It's actually hockey stuff to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be right back with Jared Rubato. We fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. All right, welcome back. Jared, uh, sounds like you got some questions for us. I got I got another question for you guys. Yep. Um, I have two more questions. Um, of course. Say, 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 mission, say Tech goes into Bemidji this weekend and sweeps. Doesn't it feel like kind of the – I get the sense that there's a lot of Tech fans hovering over the panic button, at least before they play oh, that's oh, that we, panic button has been smashed. <laughs> but I was Matt, obliterating I mean, that panic button Matt, last Matt, week Matt. on the podcast. Stop, 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 stop clipping. Calm down. Watch the volume there, okay? But, no, the, this is what Michigan Tech fans do, especially when there's expectations set on them ahead of time. It like Which has been and, like and twice in the last is, 30 years. Well, yeah, but no, but I mean like – but like – uh like Matt said, like how many bad, truly bad seasons have you been around for, Matt? Well, like you have to remember, they're, they're, I was here for Tech long before I was on campus. I, no, but you I want to talk like, about okay. since being around. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like since getting to campus, like literally yeah. none. Yeah, and so, 
So there's this whole generation <laughs> of tech fans. Yes. That have like all they've known is a good hockey team. Like like we're gonna finish at worst fifth. In they the don't understand kind of four and thirty. They don't. They don't years. understand how Mitch's <laughs> misfits was born out of a four win season. Like now, granted, we got to go watch one of the craziest games ever in that four win season. Four win season with the Hobie Baker finalist. Hobie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, like. I didn't look it up, but the weekend of the birth of the Misfits might be the last time that Michigan Tech had a hat trick in both games of a series. Yeah, two hat tricks this this weekend was. Uh, was oh, I fun. don't like the comparisons no, to that season. Continue. I don't think. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It I might feel not like be the, true because there I might have like... been. Was Was the Rulo Dobson the same weekend? I don't know. I have okay. the Rulo hat trick right here. Yeah. Yeah, I have all three pucks for it signed right on my desk. I I don't trust uh, Cam because I don't think he does a great job of keeping it updated. But I don't know if it's if it if it's more than a couple years old, but not that far back. I think it's on their website. There was Um, there was one weekend at some point when I was still a student where Tech was just awful, but somehow scored like 14 goals in a weekend against Anchorage (laughs) because they were somehow worse than we were. Uh-huh. That would be 2006, 2007. We beat Anchorage nine to nothing. I'm actually on that year's mm-hmm. uh, college hockey news. We beat Anchorage nine to nothing on Friday, then five to three on Saturday. Uh huh. That was it. I don't. Yep. But I don't know if the five to three game would have had a hat trick. That's that's in the that's in the one winning year of hockey that entire decade. Oh, that was that was that year. That was the Mike yeah. Batavanja year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you go for when we went yeah. to the uphill after the season, and I ran it when. Tim, I don't know if Tim was with me, but we were at the uphill after the season and ran into the hockey team, and they were all so excited, thinking that they're like they're on their way now, and they all they all um did a shot and cheers for the 2007 future national champions. I don't know if I was actually there, but I've heard that story so many times that I feel like I was there. I'm not <laughs> sure, but but according to Michigan Tech's website, the last time that we had two hat tricks in the same weekend was. Chris Connor at Northern and Colin Murphy against Northern at home on October 18th, 2003, the birth of the misfits or shirtless guy, I guess not the misfits, but uh, so that was the last time Pete Rulo was against Anchorage um, in 06, 07. No, the one that I have is the 07, 08 against Duluth. Okay. Yeah. 08 against Duluth. Yeah. And then Dobson was the next one against, Minnesota of all things. So who was there was also somebody arguing on the on the Discord that somebody had a Gordy Howe hat trick too, but there wasn't fighting. It was only a major. <laughs> oh, okay. So it didn't. It, it was. It's not officially a Gordy Howe if it's not a if it's not fighting. But um, he, someone had a major. It's it's, it's, a, it's a, a college hockey Gordy Howe. So it's a college yeah. hockey Gordy Howe. Yeah. Hold on, we got yeah. Dustin here. It's a Tanner Edwards hat trick. <laughs> oh, I like Tanner Edwards. He can't call it that unless he's actually done it, Matt. He's got to get in the portal. I thought he did, and that's where it well, came I'm sure from. he did in juniors. Yeah, I'm sure he did in juniors. That's true. Here's a, he probably he fought, though. So, so to finish your, your question, yeah. yeah. Does it even, we, like, do you guys ever, as or not you guys specifically, but do Michigan Tech fans ever allow themselves to, like, get confident or high about about their team or is it just always like we're satisfied or the sky is falling it's usually uh, the sky is falling it's, it's <laughs> okay i i think i think that's i 
last year i think we did because because i think i don't think any of us really expected last year to be as good as it was yep like i thought our team would be good but not like one game away from mcnaughton cup yeah we were Uh, really i think that's the first time i've ever seen like the consensus being like happy with the season because you're right usually how we feel is either like shit or like like it's I think like a, we, it's like I a think flat we all line, went like, into right, that that's what season, we're supposed to do. But <laughs> I think we all went into that season kind of expecting home ice, but we never expected to actually be like a a stupid judgment call of what a goalie interference is away from winning the McNaughton Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part and that was the... and that was a lot of fun because I don't think like because expectations were lower than what the team did. Man, the I Discord community is a lot of a lot of younger using air quotes, younger fans, Matt's age fans, right. That weren't there for the awfulness. And then there's like a group of 10 folks that are like, guys, we're just, we're at, we're not losing all the time. Why are we so sad? <laughs> and I kind of jump between the two. Cause like it, like uh, I'm really glad that they, they found a way to get two wins. Even if one was in overtime. I mean, yeah. even, even that one was in overtime because we've struggled so much in overtime. Um, oh, and it was a wonderfully beautiful uh, pick. It play. was to get, to get the pick play. The pick play was yep. perfect. To get those Over, two wins. overtime is a touchy subject in yeah. Bemidji right well, now. So yeah, it's always um, a touchy subject here. Yeah. Well, Michigan <laughs> Tech has looked so horrible in overtime until probably this. This well, I guess last year they looked. Last year decent. they started picking it up. Yeah. Yeah, but this you year mean, they you definitely mean here, good. like as in general Michigan Tech fandom, or here in this yes. podcast where the consensus is. All of the above. We hate the three on three overtime, and you yeah, are the dissenting opinion. Yes, the majority says three on three overtime is bullshit. Yeah, and the majority's yes, wrong. No, I have to put sometimes the tag on here, but whatever. He, I, that just sounds like you guys don't like fun. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the chat. well, part like <laughs> part of my pro- like part of our problem that we've talked a lot about the three on three is like the stupid games that get played where you like purposely take it out of the zone so the other two guys can change and it's like just not real i, I yeah. think it was forced to like a reverse off sides rule where you can't take it out of the zone without for you know it goes to a face-off if you remove it like you go backcourt violation i think yeah. solve... the i've seen enough games three. i've seen enough games where i got okay i'm sorry you're the guest no, no, you're you speak, you're, going, you go, speak. Go, you're go, the go guest no people hear me all the time they they're here for you <laughs> three on three on three isn't being played the way it was intended to be played right now and no, that's it's supposed to be the way the first year the nhl did yes. it where it was and just freaking crazy because nobody was slowing down and taking a breath and just played up and down up and down change when you can like that's what it should be Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown rhinelander wisconsin home of the hodag Look online at fibkeydental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. 
all things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. I do have another tech question. All right. Question. I'm just, do, you don't mind me just rattling them off. Oh, no, but, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Perfect. Perfect. Um, you mentioned Austin Swankler, and he'll be like a essentially like a mid-season addition. It, is there a, like a cause for concern like with you guys saying like, hey, this is a team that looks like they're a bunch of players, <laughs> and then they're saying, hey, we're going to throw in this like really <laughs> – I don't know what the right word is. It depends on what rumors. <laughs> this you person read. that could potentially cause a disruption to locker room culture. If the, the team is gasoline, gone. he's the match. Yeah. Right. Yep. And like, and <laughs> I think my biggest concern with it is it'd be one thing if he wasn't allowed to play till GLI or January, but he's in Houghton right now practicing. Is he actually in Houghton practicing? He is not. I'm saying yeah, that's, it'd yeah, be one thing correct. if that was the case, but Wait, he is he's still not? in Bowling Green. No, he's he's not he's, even enrolled nope. yet. He's he's finishing out his semester of classes at Bowling Green because it's too late to switch. Like by the time this went down, it was like week five of Michigan Tech semester. Yeah, so it's not like a normal transfer where you're sitting out a semester, but you're up on campus and able to practice. Yeah, he is, so he's not there. He's, he's sitting out a semester at Bowling Green. Yeah, so just, the sure match is more along the lines of one of those acetylene type style things that throws out the big flames and really yeah. lights the fire, perhaps. Yeah, I, I'm sure the the kids that his former teammates that I'm definitely I'm sure that he's in classes with because that's what that's what you do when you're on a college hockey team when you have to play or when uh-huh. you can like there's not just 47 business majors on each team, right? Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they love. <laughs> Him seeing seeing him every day yeah yeah like like i'm i'm shocked that he didn't like try to change his classes to all online and go to houghton now kind of thing but um, but would he if he's not actually enrolled is he able to be on ice i i have a feeling that's there's something in the ncaa rules that say no you can't do that i wonder if there's a caveat if he's like enrolled for the following semester and is planning on joining the team and is not actively part of the bowling green hockey team but also, yeah, really? yeah, it's definitely know. a gray area there. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are, and I don't really care to find them because <laughs> it's where such a niche he case. Ice time right now. If What's he's that? not practicing with Bowling Green, where is he getting ice time right now? Is he? Is I he? He's, I think he's going to community rinks. Like there was recently, yeah. he posted on Instagram <laughs> like a highlight of him like working out like still in Bowling Green uniforms, which is kind of funny, but he was in like a community rink. He wasn't in a Bowling Green just... uniform, but he was in Bowling Green gloves and. Pants and stuff. Yeah, that's, what I, was trying, that's what I was trying to he say. He just had like, like yeah. a gear jersey on. on, but yeah. I just yeah. once again worded something poorly. Who yeah. would know? <laughs> yeah. our, ed- our editor in chief, everybody. <laughs> this I can fix is, everyone else's does, mistakes, but what comes out of my mouth. He doesn't come up with whatever. the copy, he fixes it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just make sure that I look at it before we put it out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is much more of a concern than I originally thought because. I, you I being just the in chief? <laughs> no, yeah, you being the head. No, I mean it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's so. It's such a galvanizing time, right? Like you're supposed to start playing your best hockey in January. Like yeah. this, is, and if you're if, yeah, not to do the match in the flame thing. If you're gonna throw a 
it could it could be the best thing that happened to him. I mean, yeah, was, and it could be Hiroshima, nineteen forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> but ima- imagine you're putting the conference, this preseason conference player of the year, and you stick him on your third line, and it works out. You're not only thinking like a a deep run in in the turn. You could be potentially thinking like a Frozen Four. I mean, that's the kind of depth. Yeah. Welcome to our like, Discord, and why the beginning of the season has been the massive panic smash. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 like I said, that's part of the problem with the expectations we put on this team after he was announced to be coming here. Is like your brain just does this thing where it skips over the part where he's not going to be here till December or January. And like, you just like, like part of us, I think thought that like, just the fact that he's coming would be a boost to the guys that are there. And we didn't see that. Now that doesn't mean it's not gonna um, like build towards him being there. But like, if he doesn't buy in, to Joe's system quickly and be a team player. I'm I'm very nervous about the impact to the locker room. Uh, and hope the hope is at the very least that if he doesn't, I guess, buy in with the defensive aspect of the game. But all indications are that half the reason he picked Tech is because he understands that he needs to be a two way forward if he wants to play pro and be good at it. And Joe's a good place to go to to become a two-way player and learn like the expectations and actually do that. So hopefully he's got buy-in there. And hopefully he shows up and and integrates and understands his role at least over time and isn't a liability. But at the same token, Joe's always said that um that that I guess that he can live with the defensive liability if the guy creates seven scoring chances a game and scores a goal. Like, and that's what we kind of expect Swinkler to do. But like you said, if he's not, if he's practicing in community rinks, you really have to hope that his personal drive is high enough that he comes in in shape and he comes in in playing shape like he finished last year for Bowling Green and. We have it's, to wait and see. Because he, he, here's the thing. Even when a player goes home for the summer or they, you know, maybe they stay locally and they play locally or, you know, beauty league or something like that, right? Like, they, even though they're not playing, like, competitive five-on-five hockey for, I don't know, every single day of the summer, they're still playing with other people. They're playing at some level of a game speed. And if he's not doing that consistently, you're essentially taking a kid nine months removed from his last competitive game. I mean, that's, that is a massive red flag. And to throw him into a a group that, you know, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say Michigan tech will get it figured out and be playing that upper end level CCA play by January so to throw him in the middle there I you, I wonder if they almost just say hey look like well we're no, we don't want to screw this up you know well it's just well you take a red shirt year and come back next year you can start practicing with the team maybe you plug and play if if you have to but if things are going well it might be a don't you know if it's not broke don't fix it yeah and I don't like that that's hard to say what he wants to do and how that plays into this and um, I have a feeling if you tell him, "Hey, you're not going to play. Come back next year. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see. Them, I don't see that happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just on to the next program that'll give him what he wants. Is um, it, like it. It all happened so fast, though. Too like it wasn't. He he he. Like how how much of this happened before he went into the transfer portal? You know, that's that's another question. I, I mean, not that we would ever get a real answer to that, but it, I was surprised at how fast he found a new school. To well, go to. you know, and everything, everything I've ever heard and everything Joe has ever said uh, publicly is that like, and obviously, but even like off the, like between Joe and I, he's always complained about how often you hear about a guy entering the portal and before you even call him or, or as soon as you call him, he's already not answering because he's already going somewhere like, uh, right. like the kid from Northern that went to was it Michigan state? Uh, Uh, like, like that was all done before he even got in the portal by advisors and all that stuff. And, but that was good because that's how he got Gordon. Right. That's how we got Gordon (laughs) Isaac or Isaac Gordon, because there wasn't a spot for him. Right. So it's just like, Joe has always been like, like who's in the portal. What are we going to do versus like inside information? And, and all indications are that beyond the coaching, uh aspect of it it sounds it sounds like uh like this was i haven't confirmed this but it sounds like one of the bigger reasons that uh that he picked tech is because uh somehow um nl nil money was found for him uh which makes sense because i'm sure it's a struggle to come up with scholarship money in october uh <laughs> you know like yeah, but, or september but who's Who's throwing up money for NIL money? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna advertise for the car dealership? I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, but when is our like last game before GLI? So, see, I so do the Rob. Do you know? Like, does the team usually um, disperse before after final exams, and then just reconvene? a few days before GLI or what do they usually do? I think it's usually been traveled on together to GLI, but I'm not sure. And then disperse after GLI. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because, because that like, I just looked it up. Final exams at BGSU and December 8th, um, Michigan tech plays home and home with Northern the 8th and 9th. So if they have um, like a week or two of practice uh, with some days off, for the holidays before GLI, maybe it, maybe you know that's where you make the assessment of if he's ready or not, and if he's not, then he doesn't play in GLI, and you wait till January 11th, kind of thing, to to integrate him into the team. But I, I like I don't know, like like the way this is playing out with him staying in Bowling Green is is what has me nervous, and you know you you kind of agree with that that it's 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 a difficult situation to have to wait um, and see how that plays out. I didn't know he was still in Bowling Green. That to me is crazy. I thought, yeah, we're we're all very nervous. <laughs> I I could tell that's that's pretty shocking that he's still there and just trying to find loose ice time to to stay relatively in shape. That's yikes. Muted. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know what other option he has. I I mean, is to stay eligible? Could he? He he has to take classes for the year, right? Does he he can't just take a semester off? Uh, 
part of the problem would be as if he's five weeks into Bowling Green's academic calendar and he withdraws, they might all be incompletes and that might be a problem or or it might be far enough that they're Fs because he didn't finish. I, I don't know how that works yeah. or when. Uh, yeah. It's so, so bizarre. What, I don't, what day was the media day? Ugh. Um, Would have been like middle of September, right? Yeah, let's see. Last day to drop classes or change grading option with permission. So it says November 13th was the last day to drop classes or change grading option with college permission. And September 18th was the last day to like drop classes for uh with September 18th was the last day to drop classes without permission, like without getting school approval. Um, which seems pretty close to the time this all went down. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to look it up right now when media day was, but that's around the time. So I suppose I should ask you the the one question we got for you. Um, By the way, media day was um the CCHA media day was September 18th. Okay, yeah. So so he would have had to make that decision very quickly to drop classes and i and like we said we don't really know how the nca would feel about that right um but yeah that was the last day to drop classes without college permission now i would assume he would have gotten college permission with all the the what was going on like the dean's gonna let him drop classes um but anyway so uh, on discord beaver territory wanted to know Bemidji State is playing Augustana in football this weekend, and we heard a rumor that that's where you went to school. So who are you rooting for this weekend? I did go to Augustana. I did try to start uh, an Acha club hockey team there, (laughs) too. That got shut down immediately. Um, uh, I I, I really don't care who wins that football game. (laughs) I hope my football guy goes out and gets a really good story from it. Um. But yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I used to work for the Augie football team for a while, and then graduated. So, um, oh, so yeah, oh, you and Tim have a shared path there. Yeah, I used I used to work for a football Michigan Tech football team. I get to I get my claim to fame is that I coached an NFL starter in uh, Joe Berger, who played I don't know, what ten years in the NFL. Um. Never thought he'd be that good back when I was there, but that's cool. And then I also get to claim that I coached against two uh, NFL head coaches. So look what I've done with my life. That The two guys that were playing for the teams that I coached against are head coaches in the NFL now. I mean, my claim to fame, I have, I, I went to college with CJ Ham, So he, I have his number in my phone. Uh, I have okay. not dared to use it. Um <laughs> I don't know how much a Vikings fullback phone number can get me anywhere, but I got it. So don't you forget. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have Joe Berger's number. I'll, I'll say that. No. And the other connection I had to this, I, I uh, played hockey for Bowling Green coach Ty Agner growing up. I was a Brainerd kid. So okay. in middle of Minnesota, so tons of CCHA connections. I like Brainerd. Yeah, that's my contribution. So before I forget <laughs> to talk about this again this time, as you bring up Northern Minnesota, you're in Bemidji and grew up in Brainerd. Um, do you have any connection to Adam Johnson? No, I don't. Um, my dad is from the Iron Range area, so I, I think he's been going through it a little bit more, or just 
impacted by a little bit more just because of that hibbing yeah. connection with him. But uh, yeah, tough. I mean, tough all the way around. They did his memorial tonight in hibbing too, and it yeah, that was their first home game of the year, right? I think. I'm not or... sure. It sounded like they had three thousand people there for the yeah. whole thing. They retired his number and stuff too, and yeah, cool stuff. And I would assume most of our listeners have heard, but um, we're talking about Adam Johnson, who played at UMD, made the NHL for a period, and was playing in England in a freak accident with uh, an opponent skate played, and uh, he, he lost his life um, from a freak accident at a hockey game. And uh, I wanted to say something last week and had a very ADHD moment since I didn't write it down of forgetting to bring it up. Um, on the podcast. So just wanted to say a little something, you know, how, how uh, sad we are as a member of the hockey community that, that, that happened. And don't be surprised if we see a lot more uh, neck guards and college hockey uh, coming. Uh, it's already in, uh, you know, the Penguins organization. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next, the next year or two, the NHL basically requires it for all new players and, um, anybody who doesn't want to wear one can be grandfathered in from that's already in the NHL. But I have a feeling that's that's coming and probably a good thing. Um, because I don't think anybody wants to be the the guy that accidentally do does this to somebody else. So yeah, and also I just want to put out there that it is a clown shoes take to think that was intentional. Thank that you. That was. <laughs> I I am sick of seeing clowns that know nothing about hockey thinking that that was intentional. That is just a freak accident of a play that could yeah. happen to anybody. That guy felt horrific after, and the it's just I don't yeah. like. I yeah. I'm sick of seeing people like dog on that guy for something that like it could have happened to anybody in that situation, and it's just extremely but, and, unfortunate. And you know it's. I feel horrible for Adam. It's just a terrible situation all around. And I, if there's any good that comes of it, hopefully it's it's better neck protection. Because I know, like, I have, like, an autism spectrum disorder. And, like, things on my neck are just an absolute no-go for me. Like, I hated wearing a neck guard when I was in school. So I, I know that, like, that's, a, like, the smallest deal. You should be able to deal with a little bit of discomfort for, uh like, protection. But it would be very nice if people like me are considered once the technology moves forward <laughs> it's also worse too if there are pe- people who do know about hockey that are saying it's intentional which is those are things that i've seen too like that's even it's it's one thing if someone who has never watched a hockey game before is like well you know why is a skate getting up by someone's neck it's the people that do watch a ton of hockey that are still throwing out those claims that it makes me sick honestly yeah what well, and i'm honestly uh, my biggest problem was like, and it's it's a good thing. Like most of the videos had gotten deleted before I got a chance to see it. I didn't really want to see it, so it was really hard for me to like, uh, like I didn't really want to seek out the video to make my own opinion of what had happened. And then suddenly it did show up on my Twitter feed at some point, so I did see it, and I was like, yeah, that's just a freak accident. So, um. I don't think anybody should go seek out that video. It's not, uh, I don't want to watch it again. (laughs) Don't subject yourself to it. The only reason I watch it is because I knew I would have to form an opinion on it. Yeah. If you don't, if you aren't forced to be media and form an opinion on it, save yourself. It's not good. No. Um, Any other questions for us, Jared? Uh, 
No, I I mean, <laughs> other than uh, Bemidji State is lowered its ticket prices to ten dollars this weekend, so expect maybe a little bit more people for. It's also skate with the Beavers night on Saturday, so maybe they. Oh heck yeah! Love a good community event. Yeah, maybe they're gonna have a ruckus crowd of ten year olds out there. So <laughs> I hope so. Those are the best. <laughs> so yeah, no, it it should be a really fun weekend. This is one of those weekends that I think. Like when I look at the schedule before the year, I, I circle it as like one of the more ones I look forward to. Just it's kind of a uh, contrast of styles in a little bit, but also on the same. Although one of those styles was, hey, you lean on your your great goaltending and Matias Scholl. I don't know if he's going to play, so <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll have to find out. But yeah, you'll have to let us know if you you hear more on that uh, tomorrow or later this week, and we can throw it in our liner notes as to what we expect. Um, so a couple questions for you. Okay. What's your favorite pizza in Bemidji? Ooh. Keith's Pizza in Bemidji is my favorite. Um, but admittedly, I have not tried all the pizza places here yet. I haven't even been here for a year. So have you have you tried Dave's yet? I I so this is I did a little sacrilege. I wasn't as big of a fan of Dave's. <laughs> oh, what well, Dustin and I, Rob, you haven't either, have you? No, I've only been we've, to Bemidji. We've never once. gotten Dave's because it Dave's was... hours suck when you're a hockey fan. It's it brutal. Very cold. Yeah. <laughs> Keith's is good though. I I like Keith's quite I, a bit. I like Keith's. Keith's, Keith's is, is Keith's is the one that's got the two locations, one kind of by the rink yep. and one on the, the west count, side. Or, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. No, we like Keith's. We stumbled upon Keith's mm-hmm. during the uh uh hockey day Minnesota weekend, right? That's when we oh, found yep. it, I think. Yeah, um, next to the place that burned down. Yep. Um so we like we like Keith's. We have not had Dave's, and that's mainly because uh, it's always too busy before games, and it's not open after games. So, and you, there, no chance you find any relative parking spot for Dave's either. It's a night. There's yeah. no parking lot. It's yeah. it's built out of like a house. Yep. Uh, any food recommendations for tech fans that are making the trip? Uh, any, I I like. Everyone tells me to go to Slim's. I've been there once. Um, it was fine. The tavern though. Is. Okay. Slim's is like a hole in the wall kind of like I don't even know where to describe where it's at. You'll, I mean, yeah, yeah. All of you guys have phones, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna try and give you a visual. Um, the tavern is money, and that was it's connected to the Sanford Center, and I'm not just saying that because that's connected to the Sanford Center. It is the best food I've had in Bemidji. Um, there are a couple of good uh, Mexican what's, restaurants. What's connected to the Sanford Center that's good? It's called the Tavern. Okay, on South Shore. Um, it's it's part of that. It's like connected to that hotel. Okay, it's in the there. it's in the Country Inn and Suites. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's and get the jalapeno or the stuffed jalapenos. Those are amazing. It's the best okay. thing I've had in Bemidji since I've been here. Well, and yeah, I, that's because like that's you. because the Turtle River place closed before you got there, right? I have no idea what Turtle River is. Yeah. So probably. (laughs) Um, I I like the Fozzie's barbecue better than Turtle River, River, Tim. Okay. So yeah. And then if you think I've done Fozzie's, there's some actually some decent Mexican restaurants here. Uh, Mi Rancho is one of them. I've had good good stuff there. And I don't remember the name of it. There's a little hole in the wall kind of. It's literally across the street from that other other Keith's Pizza in that west side of town. That's a really good spot. So all right. But no, no love for my Fozzie's barbecue. I don't know what that is. So maybe I haven't been there yet. That's downtown. It's right by the Ox. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right, right on the street across from the Ox. Fozzie's I'm smoking still barbecue. That I yeah. don't have a picture with the Ox because that guy isn't isn't food. Fozzie's smokehouse smoking barbecue. Place, the, That's the place that used to be like the metal bar. No, it was we, a, like, what was the place called? The Drunken Beaver or something like that? Yeah, but or that's, the... when we were there, wasn't there like a metal band playing in the yeah, back it was like when a you metal... were playing like Country on the Jukebox? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beer tasted like ass because they hadn't cleaned their lines in like 10 And they're like, we were like, the four of us were four of the eight people in the entire bar. Yeah. Yep. And you just kept playing. I'm guessing we heard uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald a couple times while we were yep. there. But now it's Fozzie's Smoking Barbecue, and Fozzie's Smoking Barbecue is friggin' awesome. Yeah, it was yep. good. The The brewery there is good, too. Bemidji Brewing is decent. Yep. Yeah, and I then like... Minnesota Nice Cafe is good breakfast. I've been there. I think I actually like it better than Red Stew now. Oh, uh, I, I, Red Stew is undefeated in my mind. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't I know. Like... I did not have good luck the last time we were there. When we went the first year... The first year that we found all that stuff, because like, um, well, I guess the first time we did Bemidji or that we found a restaurant we liked, it was the old Bar 209 before they moved into their current location. Yeah. Now it's just kind of crazy. and Old Bar 209 was better. Yeah. It's a little well, too much like, now for a... F- I, this new Bar 209, I I don't like it at all. Like there's, I have not had anything good to eat there in like three tries. Well, so. I think, I think something happened with that. Like, well, you said you like red stew though. So you've had good luck well, there since you've been red, there, right? Red stew. If you, if you would have told me those two places are like separate, I would have believed you because red stew is incredible. Bar 209. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't had much luck there. So, yet. so turtle river was their steakhouse north of town owned by the same people. Oh, and okay. it went out of business with COVID. Gotcha. Um, and they kept bar 209 alive like uh so yeah i love turtle river i guess i need to go to fozzie's the next time i'm in bimiji which won't be this weekend so um but yeah i think that's it anything else you want to talk about um not that i can think of i mean i had a great time I mean, there's a lot of fun things to watch for this weekend um you know there's it, it's such a it, it's it just feels like a one of those CCHA weekends or matchups where a hundred different things can happen. And the one thing that you don't think that's going to happen will probably happen. So I'm excited to be there, but it'll also be uh, tech's going to sweep. I was thinking, <laughs> uh, I was thinking tech was going to sweep. So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, oh, it's probably going to be the beaver sweep because he's not going to say it, but yeah. that's what he's saying. I was thinking, thinking Bemidji was going to so. sweep. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. I it's, I don't know. I we'll get a little bit more of a gauge tomorrow when I when I get a chance to talk to Tom. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I think uh, we'll, I will I say think... this. I will not at all be surprised if Kyle Kukinen finds the back of the net this weekend because I think like he's doing. Remember how he went on a tear after he was like not on the list of uh, like Rookie of the Year candidates last year. And I just think like being in the building with Leighton Rhodes is going to get him motivated to find the back of the net and like show that he's on par. I hope he's not grabbing the stick too tight and has that problem. But on, I have a on feeling the flip find side the back of that, net. on the flip side of that, though, I would also expect um, a kid like Eric Polkamp to have a pretty big weekend because he's one of those kids that just rises up and plays in the in in games that are a little bit more of a bigger billing. That's at least the vibe I get from a kid like that. And um, 
Yeah, if if Michigan Tech fans are looking to you know hone in on one kid to watch, it's twenty three. I mean, he is there. You're not going to find a, he will be the best skater on the ice, I think, in pretty much every single game he plays this year. And um, yeah, the, the the power play will run through him occasionally. I mean, uh, I like it's my favorite, favorite stat of the year was when he had seven of Bemidji State's 23 shots on goal against Army as a freshman <laughs> defenseman playing in his second game, and he attempted 13. So there's a reason he just, got a vote for all uh, CCHA defensemen of the year as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, he's... Because he's, he's like, they were they were so cleaned out on defense that it was really hard to find two guys to, like, expect <laughs> to, to do that this year. And and, and it was Kyle easy Loaf. to circle him, so... Kyle Loaf, too, being six foot four and... 220 pounds with that much skill is is also a lot of fun to watch. So I'm excited to see how some of those matchups come into play. But, but yeah, that's just every weekend in the CCHA. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate <laughs> having you on, Jared. I was really yep. glad to hear you on the CCHA show last week and uh, and uh, feel confident in having you on that you're you're for only being around the CCHA for a year. You you seem to know your stuff pretty well. So that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, this job is a little bit of a dream come true for me because I grew <laughs> up and grew up in Brainerd. My I played hockey growing up. My goalie coach was actually Reed Mimack, who played for Bemidji State. And yeah, I mean, getting to do all this stuff, I don't really take it for granted. So it was really nice to come on and chat with you guys. Hopefully don't sound like an idiot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do plenty of that ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. They Make let me on it. every week. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> Any, anything you want to plug on your way out of here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, all, I tweet out all my stuff, so that's it. It's just Jared Rubato BP on Twitter. It's you know the you can find it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's it. That's probably it. So have fun. It'll be a fun weekend. One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Good having you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Uh, patrons that are white level or above receive question priority. Our black level or above get extended podcast content, including extended versions of extra, uh, of every episode of the podcast. Uh, patrons at the gold level or above receive uh, early access of unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast. And we've got higher levels than that. If you want to give us more money, we 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 truly appreciate it to help pay for things like Instat and keeping uh, our website running. Uh, follow us at Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you don't have a podcast uh, site of your choice please listen on our website when we get liner notes up or go to Spotify because we get a little bit more money if you do it that way. Um, if you rate, uh, please leave us a rating uh, on primarily on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a rating, dust, uh, a five-star rating, and dust, you'll, Dustin will read the review no matter what it says. Uh, so let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental, uh, uh, Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, with service throughout the Midwest and Livonia Technical Services. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thankyounotes.bandcamp.com.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.